Hello, brothers and sisters. My name is Alejandro Ibrahim, your founder and host of the Conscious Youth Podcast, also known as KYP. Today is my first episode, and we will have an introduction into who I am, why am I doing the podcast, and also how I got introduced to African-centered consciousness. So to be very brief about me, because I don't want to take up a lot of time about who I am, because I think that um, most people are interested in who I am, but at the same time, you know, uh, we got the other topics also very important, so I'm going to try to be as brief as possible about me. I'm Alejandro Ibrahim. I was born in Greensboro, North Carolina in 2001. I grew up on a farm and still currently live on one when I go home because right now I'm at college at North Carolina Central University trying to get my degree in history with a minor in business. And shout out to all the other HBCUs out there. Um, growing up on a farm, I really enjoyed the life lessons I learned. <clears throat> I think I learned pretty much, you know, how life works, the circle of life, um, seeing plants grow from little seedlings to, you know, a tall giant sunflower plant. That was what it was like growing up up on a farm. I grew up on a farm because my dad, he came from Nigeria. He immigrated here from Nigeria. He immigrated, he immigrated from Nigeria to America. And he grew up on a farm where he lived. His um, family is a farming family. He's a housing man, grew up in Mena, Nigeria. And so he really wanted to give me and my sister that experience. So he came and, you know, he said he wanted to start farming. So he started farming um, with in North Carolina. And he bought, we bought three acres of land along with my mom and we started a farm. And today, you know, we grow our own food. We even grow hot peppers and we sell them to local um, businesses as well. So, you know, farming is really our family. I'm gonna say family trade, but it's the thing that, you know, was connected to our family through generations and generations. And I originally wanted to be an agriculture major in college, but when I got introduced to, you know, consciousness, African history, I fell in love with that too. So I'm trying to combine the two in the future, but for now I'm trying to get this degree in history. <clears throat> so that's how a little bit about me growing up. Um, aside from that, uh, you know, growing up strong African principles, always, my dad was always instilling in me pride of self and knowledge. Same thing with my mom. My mom, she is from Panama. Her grandparents came from Jamaica and Barbados to Panama to build the Panama Canal. So that's how that side of the family ended up in Panama. Um, she came here when she was two years old, immigrated to the United States, and she grew up in Brooklyn, New York. Um, her family is also inspiring to me as well, too, because her mother was actually part of the Universal Negro Improvement Association, which was started by Marcus Garvey. So her grandmother was part of that. And I've ever since that, you know, when I was told that and I became, you know, um, introduced in the consciousness, I was like, wow, this is really OK. This might even be a family thing. But, yeah, that's uh, a little bit about my mom's side of the family. They're very they have, have West Indian culture, so they're very um, cultured as well, too. Grew up with principles, you know, of loving myself as a black man on that side of the family, too. Also, the food is very great. Um, rice and peas, plantains, you know, growing up eating West Indian food is one of the best experiences. As long as African food, too. Um, Nigerian jollof rice, which my dad always made. And just to 
point on the record Nigerian jollof rice is the best but to continue <laughs> oh yeah growing up with the food the values the um meaning of culture all of that influenced me because you know my dad always taught me to never doubt yourself and to always have confidence in yourself and the same thing on my mom my mom always said hey nobody can tell you who you are you know who you are you know how we raised you and you gotta go out to this world and you know you gotta <clears throat> how should i say represent not only our household but also you as a person so they taught me a lot of values that are instilled in me today and i thank them every day because you know the most high blessed me with two parents who knew who they were who know who they are rather because they know who they are and also were able to pass that down to their children so i really want to thank them shout out to my mom and my dad and also my sister Mariama Ibrahim who is currently at Wake Forest University getting her master's degree I'll say shout out to her she actually was going to she actually got me a little interested in this because she wanted to start her own podcast and I like a little equipment setup so I said you know this is very interesting and then I, I connected with some other people who also got me interested in doing a podcast and so thanks to them I'm doing this right now so I also want to give a shout out to all my friends and supporters who have encouraged me to also do this podcast um also my brothers nico dion and jordan thank you for your advice and your help in me doing this i really want to appreciate you brothers for helping me do this so shout out to you guys as well um to get back on track <laughs> um so that's a little bit of brief history about me um after that i'd like to go now into how i got introduced into african consciousness so you know, most people don't, I don't think, really get introduced into consciousness until they probably hit, you know, maybe their teenage years. For me, it was in high school class. I was in class and we were talking about the slave trade and a topic came up about reparations. And so knowing the history of slavery and what it's done to our brothers and sisters in the diaspora especially, I said, you know, reparations are due. You know, you can't take a group of people and expect them to just live accordingly after you rob them of their name, culture, folkways, mores, religion. You can't expect that. And then you can't you can't expect that rather for them to somehow pick up the pieces and, you know, make an empire it is, it is unbelievable. And the fact that I was in class with other white students of mine who were saying, Oh yes, slavery was good. It helped black people. It actually, um, I think one of them, yeah, one of them literally said they're better off here than they would have been in Africa. That blew my dog on mine. I, I was shocked. I was like, okay, so these white kids really think that slavery was positive for black people. So that happened literally in March. That sat with me in my mind for the rest of the year. Because something like that was really an eye opener to me because most most people, most black people will tell you, especially um, young black people with you in class that, oh, um, these are, you know, they're young kids. They don't think like their, their ancestors and stuff. And at the time I was like, you know what, maybe that is true. But when I heard this, when, when I was told this by other young peers of mine who were white, I was I was dumbfounded. So it sat with me for the entire year. The entire year, it sat with me. And during that year, it was the summertime. I wasn't really doing anything productive, I will say. I mean, I was volunteering, but I wasn't really going out there and introducing myself to anything new. 
So in my household, you know, we would be on TV, we'd be watching TV rather, and every now and then, you know, Farrakhan on one of the channels would pop up. And I would watch him, we would watch him because he would always say something that was very interesting in terms of black history. He would talk about how we are the chosen people as black people, other things about our history, that we are the original man and woman, everything, you know, that I never thought about black people he would talk about. So I'm sitting down, not doing anything with my life, just going to keep it 100% with you guys, family. And I say, you know what? Let me listen to some Farrakhan. It just popped into my head. So I went on YouTube and looked up the Farrakhan interview with Donahue. And the brother made great points all around. But what struck me was that he was a black man sitting in front of a predominantly white audience talking truth to power about black people. They would try to call this man an anti-Semite, everything, and he would just sit there, listen to what the person had to say, and then give a well-calculated response that you could not refute. He was bold, he was, he was stern, he was very strong in his opinions, and what he believed in so that struck me so i said wow farrakhan he was speaking really a lot of truth about black people and our history and i know some people who are viewing this might not agree with farrakhan but the the idea is that he brought things to the table of black consciousness that i did not know at the time and i think as me as being a young black man he sparks my interest into it <clears throat> so i watched a few farrakhan episodes i get interested and then I watch who I will say is probably the most, in my opinion, influential um, black scholar from the past, you could say, which was Dr. Khaled Muhammad. I mean, this brother just struck me. You know, there was a meme that said after you listen to Dr. Khaled Muhammad, it showed a man passing out on the ground, you know, hands up. That, that was really about to be me. Because, again, he was like Farrakhan. He sat in front of the audience. Now, this one was a very more mixed crowd, but he still, what struck me with him was that he said what he said, and he was not going to back down. He was not going to um, give into um, any type of temptation to feel regretful. He said what he said, and he had his facts to back it up. That struck me. Kala Muhammad, in my opinion, is one or probably is the most strongest revolutionary I've ever seen because when he says something he looks at you says it and doesn't feel any type of emotion when saying it he's a he's a he's based off of fact there's no opinion with him he gives you the fact and he lets you go so Khalid Muhammad for me was really that eye-opener I watched some other videos of um today's Dr. Umar Johnson <clears throat> excuse me um other scholars as well dr francis quest wilson dr amos wilson many other scholars who at the time um were very influential in black history and in um african-centered thought in mind many of them and one thing i'll say is that i don't mean to start preaching in this episode but i will say this is that when I do that, when you look back and you listen to a lot of our ancestors, you know, Malcolm X, Marcus Garvey, who I think really set it off for many black people in terms of African-centered consciousness and the Kuchi Jakalia, which is known as self-determination, they have the answers to a lot of our problems today. So 
in this first episode, I'm going to say this. I'm going to encourage everyone here to listen to past scholars who have written many books, many opinions on things that we need to fix in our community and in the black global in the black global world because they have many ideas and plans that we as the youth need to implement into the world so that's one thing i will say to most of my um listeners today to all my listeners today not most of them all of them because all of you young brothers and sisters out here need to hear this um all of you brothers and sisters out here need to hear this because we are at a point in black history because right now what we're going through is a phase of history where we need to seriously um spread consciousness to everybody so that we can get on a global black united stage in african centered thought <clears throat> so with this new knowledge i will admit i was i was a hothead to begin with i was like i mean my friends will tell you if you ever talk to any of them you know oh when I first started high school that year, I was, I was off the walls, you know, because everything, when you enter the realm of African consciousness, you see everything in a different light. That's what they said, open up your third eye. Because while I do have two eyes, I felt like I had another eye that was just seeing every other thing that was going around me, you know? So I was like, yes, the black man must be with the black woman, everything. I was getting on brothers. I was you know talking about how hip-hop was bad you know consciousness did change my music um listening my what music i listened to before i would listen to mostly you know modern day trap music and after becoming conscious i said you know what yeah i can't listen to any of this anymore so i got off it now don't get me wrong if i do listen to any modern day music it's probably very inspirational and it has african-centered thought in it um i do listen to 90s hip-hop music because a lot of that was conscious music so i do listen to it as well but as for modern day music you can go to my playlist right now you probably won't find anything i doubt it anything i don't know people would tell me about these young rappers coming up i, I still don't know a lot of them because i don't listen to a lot of that music in today's um, that a lot of our youth listen to in today's society because when I became conscious, I said, I just have to get off this. I, I can't keep on listening to self-destructive music anymore, music that has no purpose, music that's not giving our community any meaning. So I had to get off it. So th that's one thing I had to do. <clears throat> um, aside from that, I was just very, I wouldn't say militant, but, you know, I was very, I just looked at the world very differently. So I was very, you know, stern, I would say things and I still do today that people would be like, whoa, you're not really supposed to say that young brother, you know, at least in public. But I, w I was very, I, I was, I was a hothead somewhat. I'm not going to lie. So my senior year of high school, I managed to, you know, control that energy and make it into more meaningful outputs. I joined the organization known as Team Voyage at Page High School in North Carolina to help young black men. So, you know, I was able to give them some feelings of education. I tried, I taught them about the importance of the black man, who the black man is. Many of them didn't know about Black Wall Street, so I taught them about Black Wall Street. And ever since then, you know, I like just teaching people about our people and not just, you know, what they will consider our, our weak points in history. When, you know, white people, they will often come and talk about how we got massacred, how we got killed, slavery and all that. But I'm trying to talk more about, you know, how we were the founders, we are the original people, how we started empires, how we did so many things, how everything 
that you see today a lot of times out here, we were the first ones to do it. You know, about college, Mansa Musa, everything that we did, the, the Moors. I also talked about them and how we even shaped European lifestyle till today. So I try my best to educate them on who we are as black people. You understand? <clears throat> so that's a little bit of introduction to how I got introduced into consciousness. Um, I always tell people I'm always learning. There's no limit to how far you can go in this type of knowledge because things are always coming up new every day. Um, I listen to different perspectives. I listen to brothers and sisters from the Nation of Islam, the Hebrew Israelite community, um, the the Moorish community. I listen, to, I listen to them. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that I agree with everything they say, but I feel like everybody has something in terms of African-centered consciousness somewhat to bring to the table. Because um, I understand that some groups may not identify with Africa like I do as a Pan-Africanist, but um, I feel like they still have something to bring to the table. So I do take into account a lot of their opinions and what they think because I think that at the end of the day, we are a black family and we have to all be introduced to different opinion and thought. As I said, everybody has something to bring to the table. So, you know, on this podcast, I don't mind having people of different beliefs and backgrounds and thought that will help black people i have no problem with that it's just that at the same time we gotta respect each other's opinions and thoughts and what we believe in so as far as that's concerned you know if you're a hebrew israelite brother you know you still my brother if you are a brother from the nation of islam you are still my brother if you are a brother who identifies as the moorish community you are still my brother and while i do believe that all black people descend from Africa and some groups may not feel that. I still feel that, you know, um, they have something to bring to the table that could can be heard rather to the youth. And being in that, the reason why I'm doing this podcast is because a lot of people said I need to get my opinions out there. And I understand that. And I, I'm, a, I'm still a little afraid of telling everybody what I believe in, how I feel about certain things. <clears throat> but at the same time, I have to do my duty, I feel, as a black man to preach to the youth and educate them. You know, we all have a duty as black people to pass on to the next generation. I feel as if that's what I have to do. So that's one reason why I'm doing this podcast. Um, many brothers and sisters have told me, Alejandro, you need to really, we need to, you need people to hear you. And I'm thinking, who wants to hear me? I'm just a black boy going to college, 18 years old. Nobody cares about me, you know, in terms of what I have to say. But, you know, I think that was, again, me underestimating my power as a black man. Because as black people, we all have power to educate others in a very meaningful way. So, with that being said, you know, I hope that this podcast will be starting and I can educate many young brothers and sisters out there who will be interested in African-centered consciousness. Um, another reason why I'm doing this is because of our current, our current stance in the community, our current stance rather in the world right now, in the, in the global world, everywhere you go, black people are suffering everywhere. Um, if it's not in Africa, it's in the Caribbean. If it's not in the Caribbean, it's in Latin America. If it's not Latin America, it's here in the United States. And so everywhere you go, we are suffering as black people. And I can't, I, I can't bear to see it anymore. And I think a lot of times we just need to have a better mindset on how we approach things. And that's another reason why I'm starting this podcast. 
And the main reason why I'm starting this podcast is because of our youth. Our youth are being influenced today more than ever by propaganda. You turn on the TV, they're trying to show our youth how black people are supposed to live. When they show things such as love and hip hop. Oh, this is what you do when you get money as a black person. You go crazy with it. They, they show us through all these reality TV shows that are poison to our community. I'm just going to be blunt with you, family. We're, we're watching things that are not a positive representation of us. I didn't grow up like that. I know many black people who didn't grow up like that. But it's being fed to our youth. And what you see is what you get. So our youth are going to, when I say youth, I include myself because I am a young person, but not in this time, not in this instance, I will say in the fact that I'm not going to see love and hip hop and try to, you know, recreate that in my own life. But I believe that a lot of our youth are seeing this and they want to do that too. They're seeing how black people are portrayed on TV. And a lot of people will say, oh, that's TV. TV is very powerful. Propaganda is very powerful in influencing young people. So... The oppressor already has his propaganda out. Hollywood, all these, you know, reality TV shows, the, the entertainment industry is already out here shoving beliefs down our children's throats. Our, our youth, our youth's minds, everything, family. They're, showing, they're shoving it down our, our minds, our throats, everything. So my question that I came up with was, where is, in the black community, and specifically the conscious community, where is our propaganda? It can't just be Instagram. Not everybody has Instagram, but it has to be something. And while I do agree that our podcast is very influential, I think in the future we need a television, we need our own TV network. We need something to, to show other people that, hey, this is how black people are supposed to, you know, follow in train of thought because this is how we originally thought. You know, a lot of people always say, oh, we we're robbed of our names our culture, our religion, our folkways, our morals, that's most definitely true. But in 2020, you can practice the term of Sankofa and go back to get it, which you have forgotten. Or what was stripped of you, rather. We can go back and we can go and get back our knowledge. That's what I did. I had to go back and I had to get our knowledge. We can go back and get knowledge on who we are as black people. You got to know who you are, who you are first. You can't let the media tell you who you are because growing up, they told me that my ancestors are descendants of slaves. And that's not true. My ancestors are descendants of warriors, kings and queens, scholars, artisans, um, blacksmiths, traders, the first, the first anything. Those are who my ancestors are descendants of. And that's who all black people's ancestors are descendants of. But you see, again, when you let your oppressor teach your children, teach your teach you as a young person anything can be taught to them so we have to have our own outlet to the youth we have to have our own outlet to children we have to have our own outlet to to teach them the ways of the ancestors to teach them african-centered consciousness to teach them that not everything you see that may look good is good that this world is out to get you as a black man a black woman because it's been that way for six thousand years that's what we need to teach our young people out here and that's why i'm starting this podcast because i even on college campus right here i see a lot of brothers and sisters you know doing things that aren't good you know some of them are doing things that are not productive as black people and i can't just go up and say hey get off that nobody's gonna care 
when you say that because people are going to take you in a very they're going to take you in an aggressive stance but what i can do is i can probably through this podcast influence them to be more about their true self rather than what the enemy has or the oppressor has indoctrinated in them so that that's why i'm starting this podcast family i really want to bring different opinions and thoughts of consciousness to the youth you know and also give them that chance to really see who they truly are as black people not as you know we've been taught in the educational system the the biggest weapon against black people i do believe is propaganda if you can teach people from young what to think and how to think you've already won so we are we are taught what to think we're not taught to think for ourselves as black people so the moment we decide to think for ourselves we'll get somewhere because i didn't use i used to let you know people think for me you know when we when we learn so many things we let people think for us in this educational system we don't think for ourselves Yo, your, your ancestors were slaves and they were slaves okay but you didn't but we we didn't think for ourselves through the history and through the knowledge of of how this came about there are people who will tell you that slavery was forced migration i don't know where this lie came up from but they will tell you this in, in the history books they have shown that they will teach children this that's what i'm saying family we, we are being we are being indoctrinated into westernized beliefs and thoughts but we're not having our own true african-centered thought process we gotta think for ourselves out here we can't have others think for us so that's exactly why i'm starting this podcast family we, we gotta think for ourselves out here i gotta introduce different types of african-centered thought consciousness so that we as black people can overcome a lot of our problems so somebody is probably going to ask what topics are we going to cover on here we're going to cover everything family i'm just going to keep it 100 percent. i have no problem covering every topic that's affecting black people in a conscious stand towards it and decoding it rather because we're going to really break down the situation in the community we're going to talk about the black family which is very important right now i'm a strong believer in the black family i do believe that black people's success has always started with the family if you go to africa it started with the family if you go anywhere any group of people their success started with a family and when i say a family i mean daddy and mommy and the children so we most definitely need to um promote promote the families that's one thing i'm a strong believer in and i believe that <clears throat> excuse me that that's one thing we need to talk about on this podcast um everything family you know how we treat each other different beliefs and religions uh a lot of history i plan on going through with the with you guys family about our true history with african people um a lot of many other things i'm sorry for just i feel like i'm rambling on you guys family but please forgive me if i am but we're going to talk about yeah the media the role the media plays the hip-hop industry how the hip-hop industry which was supposed to be something very positive has now turned into uh, the oppressor's way of indoctrinating our youth through music all these lyrics out here that are just filthy disgusting Te teaching our young boys and girls about things that you shouldn't know until you really of a certain age a lot of things out here family we're going to talk about um economics which is very important black economics is needed before anything we're going to talk about the government structure we're going to also this is a global 
Um, let me repeat this. This is a global black podcast. So we're, I'm, as I said, I'm Nigerian, and I'm very interested in the history of Nigeria, but also the politics. We're going to talk sometimes about the politics going on in Nigeria. We're going to talk about our brothers and sisters in Haiti, Brazil, Panama, Dominican Republic, Cuba. You got to understand, black people are all over this world. Especially in the West Indies, we have a lot of black populations there. So we're going to talk about a lot of things. We're going to definitely talk about the huge divide between the black man and the black woman. We're definitely going to hit on that family. And I plan on having roundtable discussions, especially here at college. Hear what different young people think. But also try to introduce them into different minds of thought. <clears throat> we're going to have um, talks about education in the black community. Um, other topics that may be called controversial, you know. I have no problem with um, us talking about, because, you know, there are some sisters out there who call themselves black feminists. I have no problem with bringing them on the podcast, and we can go into it about how their train of thought is positive or negative to the community. Now, I'm going to keep it 100% with you guys, family. I'm stuck in my ways. I'm a very blunt person. I, I don't hold back. So, um, I will tell you what I think about a certain situation. And I will not really, um, how should I say, back down. I'm just going to tell you what I think. So, with that being said, you know, I'm sorry if I sometimes catch you guys off guard. But I'm going to just tell it like how I feel it is. Because I feel like we're at a point as black people. We cannot afford to, um, how should I say, be, be, be kind of weak about our arguments or what we believe in we, we gotta address these things head on we gotta address these topics situations head on we can't just try to say oh maybe we could do it like this no we gotta tell it like it is like i tell black people all the time the black family is the key i don't want to hear nothing about anything other anything other than that as far as far as what we should be promoting in the community over 70 percent of black youth are growing up in single parent households they're the problem there family so yeah, I'm talking about the family right now because I'm a very passionate believer in the family. I'm a very passionate believer in black economics. If we don't control our own money, we will never truly be free. Our money only circulates in our community for about four to six hours versus the other races who can go for over 10 days. I think the Asian community can even go for 29 days, but we can only go to four to six hours. And that's why I say history is very important. Because when you look at history, we had Black Wall Street. We had many other, I'm, I'm in Durham right now. We had Durham Black Wall Street. Very, very, very influential community. Very strong community. We had black businesses all up and down the street family. And then people would tell you, oh, well, they got rid of it. So what? We can always build it back. So yeah, I have a few, um, my, my brother, Jordan, he uh, goes to North Carolina A&T. He's a brother of mine, you know. Um, he he started a clothing line company, so I'll, he teaches financial literacy, so I'll definitely have him on here. We will talk about the importance of finance in the black community. Um, I also want to talk about the importance of business in Africa. You know, many brothers and sisters out here would like to repatriate, sorry, excuse me if I say it incorrectly, back to the motherland. I myself, in the future, I hope, I pray by God, and it's one of my life goals to go back to Africa and give back and um, purchase some land and also help out the brothers and sisters in the villages, in the community, in the country itself. So we're also going to have people with, who want to repatriate too. We're going to have also a lot of cultural meaning because as African people, 
because all black people are African people. <clears throat> I don't want to have get into this debate with anybody really, but that's my belief. As I said, I'm gonna be very blunt with. I'm very blunt on this podcast, family. We all we all hail from Africa, so you know we need to also be connecting back with our true culture. And that doesn't mean you know because I'm not a big one saying oh throw away your religion. That doesn't mean throw away your religion or anything like that. I'm not going to try to impose that on anyone because I do believe that. Um, faith is usually between that individual and that person. You understand? For me, I'm going. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I do believe in the Bible, but that doesn't mean that I'm gonna look down on a brother out here, the sister who's practic- practicing African spirituality. I want to encourage you to do that because that's the faith that's gonna help you. But I'll also encourage you to also do what's right. So you know, when you're out here and you're claiming religion and everything, please continue. The beliefs and the structure of our ancestors in terms of cultural values so with that being said we're going to go into african culture about our family structure um the foods we eat very important health is very important the black community we have some of the highest um diabetic rates um heart disease rates very, very high um stats in terms of health problems that we have in the community so we need to address that healthy eating is very important so again, I don't mind having a brother or sister who's a vegan or part of healthy eating on here talking about why we need to improve our health in the community. This is an educational podcast. We want to take, rather, I want to take, I and other people who come on, we want to take you guys to school. So, you know, sometimes I'm going to say, hey, have your pad, have your pad and pencil out because we're going to take notes. I'm a very avid note taker when I'm listening to things, I like to take notes. So I'll also encourage you guys, you know, if you want to, to take notes on certain situations. <clears throat> but again, I'm very happy to have this podcast. Very happy to be able to preach to you young brothers and sisters out here and to people of other different age groups. Because while this is a youth podcast, it is for the youth. I have no problem with our elders coming in. Elders are very important in the community. They teach us young people how to think, how to survive, um, you know, other important things. The elders, we must utilize the elders in the community family, no doubt. They've been here before. So I've talked to a lot of elders here on campus, and they tell me about how, you know, they've seen the progression of where we were as black people. And what people, because people will often tell you, oh, the 1960s, we were, we were in a terrible position, but they, they tell me, they say, hey, we had black families. We were always serious about what we did. We had black businesses, and look at us now. Durham, this area I'm in, Durham right now is getting heavily gentrified. So we're going to talk about gentrification because that's very important. Gentrification is happening all over the country. All over, all over America, gentrification is happening. So we need to talk about that. We also need to talk about voting. Yes, I have, a, I have an opinion on voting that many people will probably say, hey, you're, you're the problem in the community. And other people say, I completely understand how you feel. So we're going to get into these topics, family. There's no problem with addressing them in a respectful manner. No problem addressing them. We can have a Q&A session here on the podcast. I plan on doing a lot of educational things on here. So I will tell all my viewers who are listening now, have an open mind to different perspectives within the conscious community if they come up. And I said within the conscious community. Because I'm, I say specifically conscious community because... I'm, I'm going to keep it real. If you're coming at me with some westernized thought process, I, I really don't want to hear it. We, we've already addressed that. 
for 16 years, because I, I remember I told you guys, um, I don't know if I told you specifically, but I was 16, I became conscious, really. And I'm still becoming more and more conscious to this day. But for 16 years, I was thinking of westernized mindset. And when I finally started thinking of African mindset, I started really feeling more of myself completely. I mean, I used to, I used to not even want to associate myself with Africa growing up because when my dad is from Africa, you know, I, you know, and I was introduced to the culture. I mean, kids would call you African booty scratcher. Oh, y'all hung from trees. There's two things you can either do: either you can educate yourself at the time, or you can fall into temptation of denying your true heritage. So I fell into temptation because at the time I was lazy. I didn't want to educate myself on Africa. But eventually, through the eyes and knowledge of other scholars who I looked up on, read their books, I said, if anything in this world, I'd like to, I want to be African more than anything. Because that's the only true, true thing to me as a black man. And to all black people out here is African culture. So, you know, I had to go through that process. But yeah, we have, I have no problem bringing the different perspectives pertaining to the conscious community. And I know some people are here thinking, ah, oh, these people aren't conscious. I, I believe they are because I believe that they still have values that are that of African principles. Now, they may not identify as African, and we can definitely get into that debate. But I still do believe that they do have African principles and values of most of these groups in their um, foundings and bindings together. You know, the 5% nation, I do, I have listened to them before. I do feel that they do, um, as a black man and as a, and as a black woman, I also feel they do give me a sense of, Hey, I got so much power as a, as a black man in this, in this world. Why am I waiting on other people? I can do for self. So, you know, again, different, different groups, I feel bring every, something to the table to inspire us. But family, that is really it for the first introductory episode. I'm happy that all of you guys are listening. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, I'm very interested going forward in the podcast. I'm going to try to release episodes as much as possible. Um, I only got about two weeks left of college. And today is October 28th, 2020 that I am recording this. So I don't know exactly what day I will put this out. Just for future reference. But... I do have about, as of right now, about two more weeks left of college until um, I'm over, until I go back home to Greensboro. But yeah, um, <clears throat> excuse me. This is um this is what I plan to do for the podcast going forward. Excuse me. Also, if you have a black business and you would like to promote it in any way, let me know, please. I would definitely like to give you a shout out on the podcast. I don't know how many viewers I'm going to have starting, but I'm going to still promote black business at all costs. We need to start buying from our own, controlling our black dollar. So I'm most definitely going to encourage um, all young entrepreneurs there out there who want their black business to be supported um, to come and let me know so that I will also give them a shout out here on the podcast. If you have a clothing line, um, please come out, let me know, and I will definitely give you a shout out on the podcast. But I want to thank everybody for listening to me today. I would like to leave in the name of Hotep Brothers, peace and unity and love to all black people out there. Um, I hope that we can learn a lot from this podcast as people, but also, you know, have, have fun as well as here too. You understand? Um, you know, Pan-African, Pan-Africanism, because I do identify with Pan-Africanism, but African-centered consciousness can get funny. It can, you know, 
jumble around, you know, jokes come here and there. So, you know, this is going to be very educational, interesting. But at the same time, this is like a business. We're here to gain knowledge and learn knowledge, hear other different perspectives within the conscious community, but also come together as one people to elevate our minds to a higher degree. So I want to thank everybody again for listening. I leave you guys in the name of Hotep, and I hope all of you guys stay, stay, stay safe Sorry, um, during this coronavirus pandemic and during these um, turbulent times in the world. Again, I'm Hotep, and thanks for everybody for tuning in for today's episode.